Hello everybody. Thank you for tuning in to 1066. I'm Xavion and today we're going to talk about defunding the police. So defunding the police has been a concept that has caused a lot of social conflict throughout the past few months. And unfortunately it's one of those things where people are going back and forth but no one's actually listening to understand or listening to reply and this is probably why we haven't actually seen this issue get resolved properly and efficiently so defunding from how I'm how I'm noticing that people that argue for defunding the police their viewpoint is that the police have this outrageously high budget compared to every other social program in in the state whether it's you know transportation public schooling infrastructure you name it the police have the highest budget both statewide and both federally and people want to defund that in a way you know take x amount of dollars out of the budget even x amount of percent out of the budget and put that money into social programs that would help reduce or deter crime from happening seems like a good idea the other side of this of people that don't want to defund the police is that they feel that if you defund the police crime would actually go up and you wouldn't actually see a change that it would actually create a very dangerous society and a dangerous place to live if you just defund the police and again numbers aren't actually in these arguments numbers are actually they aren't being presented you know it, i could sit there and say i want to defund the police budget by one percent realistically that probably you wouldn't from one percent you want to say that hey wow you know crime is about to skyrocket next year no you want to so people are making these assumptions even when numbers aren't given and that alone is kind of the reason why we are still we still haven't seen this issue resolved so that's both sides views and honestly defunding the police wouldn't be a doesn't seem like it would be a bad idea defund the police and make sure we put that money into social programs again the defunding we cannot sit there and just wake up and be like all right boom we're taking this x amount of money out of the police budget of course you would want it to kind of roll out over a course of a couple years i know probably people that want to defund the police are probably not for that but we got to look at it like this all right new york actually cut their new police budget by a lot instantly like overnight boom and have you have you seen their crime statistics it's actually higher then these are the violent crimes, the murders, you know, the, the, the armed robberies, things like that. The violent crimes that ultimately we want the we want protection from, that we want to prevent. These aren't just little shoplifts, you know, carjackings. These are straight immoral wrong doings that have skyrocketed after the budget cuts. Now, does correlation mean causation? Not necessarily, but I could see why people that are against the defunding the police are like, yeah, we can't just sit there and just snip a budget. But if we sat there and over time rolled it out, kind of like how we increase minimum wage now yearly to reach a set goal, I think the fun, the same could be done with defunding the police. If we do that, then you won't have this quick little change in the system. You also have, you give the social programs time to get established get the kinks worked out 
get advertised and get known to prevent the crime from happening. Now, another argument that people that are against defunding the police have is that, and they and they use this, there's this ad circulating on social media and on commercials, and it's an old lady, I'm assuming she's home alone, and there's there's someone trying to break into her house. She tries to call 911, and there's an automated, there's an automated message saying that, you know, since we had our budget cuts, you know, there's not someone that can take your call at the moment, yada, 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 and eventually she can't request the help that she needs, the perpetrator breaks to the house, and we just have to assume that something bad has happened to her. That is not <laughs> what defunding the police really entails. So, what people also need to realize is, let's, let's, let's back up for a second. So, police, okay? Police are there to enforce laws. I don't know if you have read your state statue recently but there are a lot of laws in there and some laws are just completely stupid colorado had the law for the longest time where it was illegal to collect rainwater okay that's a law you cannot sit there outside your house with a bucket and collect rainwater it's little stupid laws like that that make people question the entire system and again the justice system does need to be reworked the entire justice system needs to be reworked but laws like that don't doesn't help the justice system look good and i mean laws like jaywalking and loitering um, curfew laws things like that they seem a little odd now loitering you know if you're loitering on private property that makes sense but like let's say i'm in a park with a group of my friends no one's around we could still be contacted for quote-unquote loitering even though it's a public park see things like that and again it's some laws on paper aren't unjust but the enforcement of them is unjust and therefore it makes it questions the the justness of the law and that's that's one of the problems we have with the police but people aren't really talking about the law they're talking about the actual police so when people are against defunding the police and they're saying that okay well you people won't actually be able to contact police because you know you'll defund them actually that's not the case listen if we sat there and funded these socially these these social programs that will help prevent and deter crime we could actually help reduce the amount of calls that police officers really don't need to handle. And again, these social programs would go into, you know, resume building workshops and career fair job fairs, uh, social workers, therapists taking calls instead of police officers because I honestly feel like a police officer, one, does not get paid enough to handle every single situation under the sun. And two, I don't think they're experienced enough to handle every situation underneath the sun. So if you sat there and left the police to deal with straight violent crimes, listen, someone's trying to break into my house. That seems like something, you know, you would want someone that's armed and is not afraid to go into a situation with limited information. You would want someone like that to take that call. However, collecting rainwater or even, a, or even a, a domestic violence that already has taken place, or even a suspicious person walking in a neighborhood doesn't necessarily have to resolve. I mean, I trust a Walmart security guard to go check that out before I check, you know, for a uniform. I feel like a, that's a waste of a uniformed officer's time um, to do something like that. Police often get dispatched to calls that really aren't, no one's being threatened. There's not an immediate danger. 
if that's not the case, they really shouldn't be dispatched to that call. They should be dispatched to, you know, a call that someone is in danger. Maybe there's a potential for a danger, you know. There's a, there's a very big gas leak, and they have to get there for the fire department to help clear out the building or something along those lines. Because a social worker or a therapist or someone that is, isn't as equipped with materials to kill, then a police officer could take some of these calls that where a person's not in immediate danger. So that argument about against defund the police that, you know, wow, you would actually sit there, there won't be any police officers to help you, which actually, I think, if you, the police officers would actually have more free time to actually worry about violent crimes like that, would actually get there faster because they're not sitting there at a 7-Eleven because somebody called about two teenagers jumping off of, you know, the a gas pump. Yes, things like that happen. People call the police over the stupidest reasons. Later on, I want to actually touch over 911 callers and why they're actually they're also problematic to the problem of police. But that's we'll go over that later. So yes, so defunding the police wouldn't be a very bad idea. Now, there's also another argument that if you defund the police, where would that money? Are you, are we talking about physical bodies that would be getting like you know is your is your roll call count gonna decrease? Um, are you are you gonna give them old cop cars? Are you gonna give them you know different caliber weapons, things like that, lighter armor? And that's something that I don't think anyone is in a position to say exactly what goes on with that budget. Um, I think the police department and the jurisdiction decide what they want to do with that budget. And I know, for example, I think now, I think majority of the jurisdictions in the country, their police cars, I think they have some contract with Ford at the moment. And they seem like, I believe every year or every two years, they get a new fleet of police cars in. Okay, That's a lot of money we're talking about, given that a Ford Explorer, just a basic one, is already $20,000. Okay, And that's just a basic one for a civilian like you and me. So a, a police car, even though it's still, you know, same base Ford Explorer is very, very pricey. OK, so maybe they could handle, you know, their current cars for the next five years. Again, I'm not exactly sure how they go about getting their squad cars and things like that. I know it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But from my understanding, from the police officer that I've talking to um, that I spoke with, it is something that <laughs> They get new police cars very frequently, more often than not. And that might be where a little bit of the budget comes out of, okay? Boom. I mean, you don't have to, you'll still have the same amount of police officers. Um, also, if you did cut down, let's say you had their police department, and you did cut down the amount of police cars that they have, and you actually forced two police officers to a car, you actually might see the violent interactions. I'm going to use quotes around the word violent interactions with police and apparent suspects actually go down because a lot of instances where I mean some of them we see that the police officers are there's multiple police officers when an unjust thing is going on but we also see a very high number of you know unjustified shooting that some people may argue you know the, if it's justified or not people argue that but the concept is the shooting has happened and a lot of times there was only one officer there and would that situation have de-escalated if you know two officers responded instead of one would there have been less of a threat and so we got we got to think about things like that so 
the purpose of all this, though, to defund the police would just ultimately be to reduce the amount of crime happening. Again, it wouldn't be an overnight change. Nothing's an overnight change, but it would be it would be a a move into the right direction. People that so our our crime rate in the country right now with COVID, I believe it's actually higher than it should be. But a lot of those crimes are still property crimes. I'm not saying property crimes are necessarily justified. I'm not saying that property crimes are not crimes, but in terms of police enforcement, property crimes really aren't property crimes aren't really that problematic in a sense. Yes, you could I mean breaking in breaking and entering in someone's house, yes, can be tr- traumatic on for many reasons. Um but as far as shoplift from a retail store, which is a lot of that 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 classifies as property crime theft um whether it's credit card fraud or anything like that yes it's a crime and yes that needs to be that needs to not happen but when we give crime statistics those crimes are also being put in there the reason why i'm telling you why these these we have a lot of crimes that are out of the police's immediate i won't say controlling but immediate deterrent is because you actually see a lot of crimes happen and then the police follow up on it so the question is, why do we have, if we could, if we, we, we could spare the police from following up on, if we could just hire a social worker or, or therapist or even a, a case specialist, somebody else that just takes the information and gives it to a detective, you know, then you, you would have to, you don't have to worry about the, a police officer taking that, that immediate call. It does not make sense. Like, well, what, why would you defund the police for that? The issue, you would defund the police in a sense right there. Because you would be able to free up officers for potentially violent situations or violent situations in progress, aka someone trying to break into your house. You have to you, people don't fail to realize that. Let's say your car got broken into, and you call nine one one. They send an actual police officer. So then down the street, somebody the call gets a little late. Maybe it's not down the street. Maybe it's a mile away. Still in their district, whatever. But the police officers are now kind of across of the the next free the next available police officers fairly far from the incident, and you know then you have then boom it takes long for that police officer to get from point A to point B, which can ultimately be the matter of life and death for a person calling them saying hey listen this dude's straight up trying to break into my house yada 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 yada. So with that being said, you should actually want case specialists, social workers, therapists, whatever, to free up those officers' hands. And with that being said, that we would be able to defund the police and fund those individuals. And again, now some people may argue, well, wouldn't they have to be on the same, the, the police's payroll? <sighs> Not necessarily. They could have their independent payroll, and we could kind of reform the police, like straight up maintain the peace, and like their job title should be maintain the peace. So if there's something going on, they need to get over there. But if something already happened, there's not really much they could do. With that being said, there's a lot of incidents where a lot of people's lives would have been saved. Or a lot they wouldn't have died in the hands of police if the police weren't on if the police didn't take that call. Again, I'm not saying that the police just because you're a police officer doesn't mean you're a morally good person. I'm not I'm not saying that, oh well, I'm not trying to victim blame either. I know that may come across as well, you know, 
the police were never there. The bottom line is, even if the police were there or not, someone should not have died. Okay, what I'm saying is, you reduce your police interactions with crimes they shouldn't be interacting with in the first place. If you reduce that number, you would actually see the amount of police killings actually go down. A lot of these police killings stem from a crime that was a crime, quote unquote. Again, I mean, they weren't convicted of anything yet. I mean. They were just, let's look at George Floyd, for example. The police came because of a, a counterfeit bill, which technically the crime had already occurred, which if someone went to, they could just call the case specialist, case specialist gets their information, okay, they do their little investigation, the detective then goes and be like, all right, well, let's go let's go talk to him real quick, yada, yada, yada. Instead, you, you send these police officers here for a crime that already happened, and and then boom, now someone, someone has lost their life. Now, I'm not saying that there's there's not problems with how police handle things. There is. And I think that they, since we feel that they are always escalating things to, you know, the 10th degree, they should have to deal with calls that are already escalated to the 10th degree, if, does that, if that makes sense. A lot of these crimes, a lot of these people, I mean, even Elijah McClain down in Aurora, someone called and he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't necessarily killed by the police department. He was, it was kind of a, he died. He technically died in police custody, um, but you know EMTs. From from what I'm understanding, it was the EMT. It was kind of like the EMTs did something um, per law enforcement's orders or something along those lines. Regardless, if someone else were to take that call instead of the police, because again, from from what you know, body cam footage shows, and they tried to sedate him to calm him down. Like, why are you showing up? If you, you're you're showing up to this call now, you're trying to sedate the suspect, okay? And then I feel like you shouldn't be at that call, especially since the only quote unquote crime that was committed was acting sketchy. It's things like that that really shouldn't. I mean, again, like I trust the Walmart security guard to sit there and go and evaluate the situation better. Sure, I mean, tell him for a little bit, see what he does, and then you make the you make the assumption like, oh yeah, he ain't gonna do anything, and then you know drive off. That's some that's something that that, that could have handled, but instead you had this uniform officer show up, and now if I'm not, if I'm not doing something wrong, now I'm kind of getting panicked. I'm getting jittery because I'm like, why am I being like, why am I being contacted by you guys right now? Like I didn't do anything wrong. Like I'm just trying to walk home, and things easily get taken out of proportion, and you then someone's victimized by a police department that really shouldn't have been there in the first place, and again it's a fine line. By I'm not, I'm not defending the police's action by saying that it wouldn't have happened if they weren't there. But logically speaking, it wouldn't have things like this wouldn't happen if the police officers weren't there. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you can't be killed by a police officer if the police officer is not there. And I'm talking about wrongfully killed. Okay, there's a lot of instances that we actually see on the news lately that someone charged that police officer with a gun or charged that police officer with a knife. Now, mind you, I personally feel like um, there was one video where an officer shot a lady that charged at him holding a pair of scissors. I I personally would take my chances. Like, I don't think deadly force would have been authorized, but I know for a fact that if I had to pick between a handcuffed man on the ground or somebody charging at me with a pair of scissors who, if someone had to have been killed, Again, this is not really necessarily a, a good moral argument to have, moral debate to have, but if I had to pick which shooting is more likely to be justified, 
you're gonna you're gonna pick the scissors 100 right because why why would you feel that it was necessary to kill someone that's already handcuffed on the ground so so when it comes to you know the police being there it's it's that i'm i'm noticing that people aren't getting upset when criminals are doing an immoral action and are getting killed from them or actually at least what i'm saying i don't get upset about that if i see somebody you know for i'm watching you know a body cam footage of a cop responding to some some man barricading his wife and children in the house and then he starts firing at officers and they fire back and kill him i don't feel bad i don't feel like an officer overstepped their boundaries but but i do i do feel bad and i do get angry and upset when i hear about somebody passing a a counterfeit $20 bill and dying in police custody. Regardless of what the events led up to it, no one should die in police custody. And you could, someone could sit there and argue like it was an accident. There shouldn't be accidents like that in police custody. Period. Okay? And these accidents would have, like these, 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 these calls, we wouldn't have to hold them to such a high standard. These accidents wouldn't happen if they weren't the ones taking the call. I can't stress that enough. A lot of these 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 killings that upset the nation are these police are getting called to something that they shouldn't have even just been there. Because we know that yes, we I, I, I understand that being a police officer is dangerous. I understand. I mean I've I've worked security retail for many years. I've been I have seen my fair share of evil deeds done to my humans, you know, I've been pepper sprayed while a dude was reaching for a knife. I've had guns pulled on me. Like I understand why you have to be alert. I understand why you have to be like, all right, you know, something to go from zero to hundred because you just don't know. But at the same time, you everything you can't send someone that is made to make that assumption for to assume the the most threatening and and menacing outcome out of a person. You can't expect someone that does that to respond to something like a um, like a counterfeit bill. Or, or, or even a past theft at Walmart, you know what I mean? Like the theft already occurred, they're just here following up, you know. And that's what that's what it is tough. It is tough because we all know that a lot of people we, we understand why police exist, but we feel that there's a way for them to for a way for things to get better in a sense of not having them respond to the little everything. And you actually have them respond to times where, you know, you assuming the worst outcome might actually save your life. And, and, and it's like you have the same jurisdictions. And this is where people really get upset, okay? So you have the same jurisdiction that years ago we had Century 16 movie theater. There was a mass shooting. He, the suspect, James Holmes, was apprehended with no conflict. Yet the same jurisdiction, you have a black man unarmed black kid he's he's very young like i mean very young and he's just walking home and he ends up dying after his interaction with the police that's that's why people are mad that's why they say want to say like hey we need to fund these we need to fund their their budget not because we think that they necessarily deserve to make less money or that they quote unquote deserve to be understaffed but we feel that we could use that money to help social programs to help other social individuals take these calls rather than the police departments now if if they are still under the same shell as police department like if they would have 
you know, a social worker or anything still be classified or still on the police payroll, you actually get into a sense of, um, you get, you actually get into legal issues because then you might, you have to hold that person to the same standard of policies and procedures that you have to hold a police officer for. And since, you know, you'll have a different set of equipment, different set of ways of doing things. I don't think that's actually feasible. So that's why it would be its own new kind of category, new social program. Um, but, Wrong side of time, I just want to touch over one last thing is 911 callers. I feel 911 callers also need to be held accountable for instances where the police not, yes, we have to hold the police accountable, but we also need to make sure that people that are calling 911 in a false and I wouldn't say false, but calling 911 in a manner that may result into the injury of somebody else should also be acknowledged and they should be held accountable for it um filing false police reports should be a crime the reason why i say this is because a lot of issues stem from the 911 caller so 911 callers call dispatch and you know they, they they explain briefly explain what's going on and then dispatch objectifies it and you know streams it over the radios puts on the little laptops or whatever and the reason why i say objectifying is because for example if let's say i'm walking down the street right now and i have headphones in and you know i'm just walking it's late at night two in the morning i'm just looking around because i'm personally i don't feel safe in this neighborhood so i'm just watching my shoulder but someone else looks at me and goes oh well he's looking around to see if he's being followed he's looking suspicious they call dispatch and go hey yeah I think this, this 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 man is walking in my neighborhood, and I think he's he's looking around, looking very suspiciously, blah, blah, blah. Even as much as they would say, I think, I think, or this is what he might be doing, dispatch will say, there is a suspicious person over here that is scoping the area. That is up to some suspicious activity. The officer gets there already assuming that, you know, that's what's going on. Like, oh, yep, this person is definitely doing something suspicious definitely have suspicious activity yada 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 so 911 callers if they're calling about suspicious activity they shouldn't they shouldn't if it, unless unless it is straight up listen this dude is at your doorstep eyeing through your windows i think that's really the only time i calling 911 over a, a counterfeit bill over somebody selling water without a permit are, are, are some way not walking their dog with a leash, things like that, ultimately, or even if you want to, to, to call and do, welfare checks are also kind of shady, but that's something, that's another talk for another day. But not one call you need to be held accountable for putting false, or putting in calls that weren't backed by any, any facts. Again, people are like, okay, well, you just want criminals to do. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that me walking down the street and someone calls to say, hey, this man is looking sketchy. He might be armed. That right there, in the middle of the night, it's, might not end well for me. Because you have this police department that now is like, all right, well, this dude's armed. Like, and So this is what happens. This is how it plays out. Before, before we exit, I wanted to just, just leave you something. This is how things play out, okay? I'm walking down the street. I don't have a gun on me. Okay, I don't have a gun on me. I'm listening to my music. I'm looking around. Somebody calls 911 and goes, hey, yeah, there's a suspicious man. Um, he's a fairly large man. He He's looking around nervously. Um, 
and I don't know, he's just, it's just late, and he's just being really suspicious, and I, I, and I think he has a gun. That right there, someone makes that 911 call, and it leads down a road that ends up costing me my life, they should ultimately be held accountable. As long, uh, and also the officer involved should also be held accountable, given that something unjust did go down, but this is how it plays out. So police officers, then they objectify it. Dispatch objectifies it. Hey, there's a suspicious man, possibly armed. Or if you, if you have a wrong dispatcher, they'll say he is armed. They'll just say, suspicious person, he's in a suspicious activity, he is armed. The police officer then responds to that call, assuming that I am armed, assuming that I'm doing something wrong, then they try to talk to me. Now I'm already mad because I'm just trying to get home. Maybe I just got off work. I worked a long ass day. It was a terrible day. It was a 12-hour shift. I want to get home because I actually have to open the next day. So I'm already mad. So then I have these police officers over here shining their bright lights in my face saying, hey, man, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, I'm trying to get to work. Like, you have a gun. You're in suspicious behavior. They sit there and try to, they have to ID D me now. They have to ID me. They have to ID me because that's their policy. Again, the justice needs work. Their policy also needs to be worked out and needs to be evaluated too. But they sit there and they're like, all right, well, what's your name? Like, like what are you stopping me for? Like, why I get mad? Because I'm like, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I feel like this is now a violation of my rights because it is an unreasonable search and seizure is a violation to your rights. Bill of Rights is within the top 10 amendments. Look it up. That is a violation to my rights. You are a government official, and now you are trying to tread on my rights. I have the right to be mad. Anybody should be mad. So then you sit there, and the officer gets mad that you're being, quote-unquote, uncooperative. And then they try to arrest you. They try to detain you. Let's put it, let's put it that way. Detain you with the use of handcuffs. So now you're you're mad because now you feel like you're being arrested, you're being detained, you're about to be put in handcuffs for something for a crime that you you don't even know what their the issue is. Again, it's the police officer's job to disclose the information before they sit there and and you know arrest you. And they sit there and they over here now they're now you're just in there you're, you're you're resisting because you feel that your your rights are being violated. So of course you're not gonna sit there and just give up and and just take being arrested. So you start kind of fighting back and forth, and, and you, you start resisting arrest. Yes, you're resisting an unlawful arrest in your mind because you didn't do nothing wrong. Well, no, you still have a gun. Okay, so let's listen. No, they still think that you have a gun. So let's say now, all right, you're, 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 the handcuffs are behind your back. You're like, all right, fine. You, you tell us, fine, fuck it. I'll give you my ID, yada, yada, yada. And you reach in your back pocket, they still think that you have a gun. Because dispatch aired that call that you have a gun. Because a 911 caller said that you have a gun. That you might have a gun. And they just assume the worst. And you reach into your back pocket to pull out your wallet. They back up and they light you up. We've seen that happen before, people. We see we see these, these events play out. So now you have to ask me. Then, then, and I, I want you to ask yourself, too. If we had... If there was someone else to take this 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 call, suspicious, maybe it doesn't again. It doesn't have to be a uniform police officer. It doesn't have to be someone that has to actually initiate contact. It could literally be somebody, like almost like a neighborhood watch, but not a neighborhood watch because we are seeing what happened with George Zimmerman and that unjust situation that happened in Florida with Trayvon Martin. But if we sat there and had a social, I want to say team, but a program, a a a social entity that dealt with calls like that which makes up for a lot of actual calls that dispatch gets flooded away with and you sat there and you you had them trail this person see if they're doing anything suspect 
Then they start looking at the windows. And yeah, honestly, at that moment, someone you can sit there and assume that they're going to do something that they shouldn't. And then you then at that point, maybe it is an officer's scope. Again, you still have to look through. You know, you have to still get your elements right. Um, but ultimately, putting people in positions that they don't necessarily have to assume the worst in people when dealing with a, 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 a simple call like a s- suspicious individual or or or, or, or listening to loud music and noise complaint or something like that, that could be done with someone else that's not a uniformed police officer. So therefore, I feel that it would be okay to sit there and trinkle out these, these budgets and be like, all right, you know, these police officers, they worry about these violent, in-progress crimes. The bank is getting robbed, the police officers go to that. There's a sexual assault in progress. The police officers go to that, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to sit there and, and go to, go to, you know, someone walking suspiciously or someone just chilling in their car in a park. That, that I just don't think that makes sense. I think I don't think that's right. And again, I'm not saying that people necessarily need to die in the hands of police. I'm definitely not saying that. But I'm saying that when we get mad about people dying in the hands of police. It's because the person that died really wasn't doing anything objectively threatening to anybody. There, some of them, some a lot of times, they're in handcuffs, already on the ground, or they didn't even put up a fight. They were sedated, or they were just reaching for their wallet on a routine traffic stop. You, we need to remember that. Again, I'm not saying that there's not a problem with how certain police officers handle situations, yes, but I can't stress this enough. The the one the time when we see the most problems and you guys you, you may not have thought about this way. It's when there's a crime, quote unquote, happening that really isn't threatening to anybody. And it's that whole play out like why why are you doing this? I'm not doing anything wrong. That plays out and it doesn't play out right. It plays out wrong and someone doesn't and someone loses their life. You know, it's not right. It's not right. And yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But in the in the concept of defunding police, that might help those instances go down by simply just having somebody else still back. Sure, you can still back them by the justice system, but don't just don't don't have the same person has to deal with somebody holding someone else at gunpoint. Deal with somebody that just stole a pack of Skittles from a from a convenience store. I mean, ultimately, I don't think I don't think there's, there's a lot of training that needs to there's a lot of training that needs to take place with that. And there's a lot of there's, you have to be a, a certain person that is made to do that sort of thing. And I think the general police officer is not really trained or created to sit there and distinguish events and. And things like that from a threatening to a non-threatening. I think they're they're trained to assume the worst. And which is not necessarily a bad thing, as I mean, I mean I sit there and I'm walking down the street, I will I don't assume the worst, but I kind of expect like I prepare myself for the worst. You know what I mean? Because you make assumptions, that's when things get ugly. But I may sit there and be like, all right, I mean I have my concealed carry. I have my concealed carry for what? To prepare me for an event that something does happen. But I don't need I don't make my decisions based off assumptions. You know, we got to make them based off of facts. And I guess at that point, it wouldn't be an assumption, now would it? Ultimately, something needs to be done. And I think 
the concept of defund the police is is a step to the to the right direction. Again, ho- hopefully it's not something an absurd amount where you know criminals started thinking like, oh, should they get away with it? And then you know you have a, a, a three months of straight violent crimes happening. No, but ideally, I think that if you sat there and try to reduce crime from happening, and you sat there and try to have people that weren't ready to to I'm gonna say ready to kill, but you know expecting an escalated issue take a call you would i think and we i think we we trust the police more and also i think we we'd see a a better we'd see a better future we'd see a better we we see better things out of our society than what we do now so all right thank you for tuning in sorry if that ran a little long i know i try to keep them under a certain time limit and (laughs) This one was a bit on the longer end. Um, But let me know what you guys think. And thank you for listening. Next time, I want to talk about toxic masculinity and forms of, um, you know, me being a man, talking about toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting conversation. It's going to be changing gears. I mean, we just talked about one social issue. Now we're going to bounce back to the next, as you guys expect. I think after that one, I want to try to get a guest up on here. Um, but again, no promises. Things are seem seemingly tentative. That's why I haven't released like a um, episode list or anything like that. But thank you guys for tuning in. Take care. Be safe. And don't call 911 on anyone that's not doing anything that is not threatening somebody's life. All right. Thank you guys. Take care.